And we are, are so excited about this upcoming impartation conference. So as I was praying about it, these were those the words that came up in my heart. Preparation brings a visitation. Visitation produces a saturation. Which sounds like impartation to me. Preparation brings a visitation. Visitation produces a saturation. And a saturation cre- creates a habitation. So we are expecting God to show up mighty and strong. And you know, not just in our church, well, this is our territory. This is our domain. So we need to be praying over what happens here, but we're not selfish. We want God to show up and show out, particularly here in the Bay area, in the state of California. Hallelujah. Where we live in our nation. Glory. Glory be to God. So we have great expectation. Expectation means this. Glory to God. Looking forward to with excitement. We won't go into a lot of teaching tonight, but I'll, I'll just say this. How many of you women were ever expecting Yeah, you know what that means? You know when you get the news that, you know, in nine months or sooner, you're going to be holding that expectation right there in your arms to look forward to with excitement. Glory be to God. So our expectancy is not, it's not looking to a man. It's not about, you know, what we're going to do. Our expectancy is about what we know God yearns to do what God desires to do. The word of God is full of what he desires to do. He wants to fill the whole earth with his glory. He wants to show out with signs and wonders and miracles. His desire isn't that no one would be lost, that no one would perish, but that all should come unto repentance and come unto the knowledge of his dear son. So we are expecting him to be God. And we are preparing a highway for our God to have a landing place right here, right now, and to do what he wants to do. So when you think about expecting what the Lord wants to do, here's a couple of scriptures for you. Psalms 27 verse 14 in the Amplified, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and be of good courage Let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Wait and expect the Lord. Expect the Lord to do what? The Lord to be the Lord. The Lord to show up in mighty strength and power. And anointing. He is mighty to deliver. He is mighty to save. He is mighty to heal. That's what we are expecting him to do and to be. Hallelujah. And you know, he's looking. He's just looking for a place. He's looking for a people that'll let him be the Lord God Almighty. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro 
throughout the whole earth to show himself what strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So the eyes of the Lord, they're looking, they're seeking, they're searching for a people that he can manifest himself to. And I declare tonight, here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. You have found a landing place. And again, there's many places in the Bay Area. But you know, this is our church. So we have to make a highway for him to come here. Amen. Prayers and praise prepare that landing place. God said he's looking. The eyes of the Lord are gone throughout the earth. And you know what? One of the things that causes him to land there, faith. He's looking for faith. He's looking for people that will believe what he said in his word. That will let him do what he desires to do. Amen. Now, this morning was just an amazing time, particularly in the 11 a.m. service. I'm going to share some things in a little bit that Pastor Mark shared. But in the 11 a.m. service, Pastor Tom got a song from the Lord. And, you know, I don't remember all of it. He might help me. But I know part of it was, wait on me. Wait and see what I will do. Those who wait on me are expecting something new. Something like that. Do you remember? God can work with the people where there's expectation. So he said, wait on me and I'm going to do something new. It was a divine utterance. Hallelujah. And I was going, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That is us. Here we are. Here we are. Glory be to God. And as he was given that exhortation, of course, I was immediately reminded of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31 in the New King James. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. Wait on the Lord and you will run and not be weary. There is a race to run. There is victory to be won. Hallelujah. And those that wait upon the Lord have the strength to do what he's called us to do. Hallelujah. We're going all the way. Amen. We're going to the finish line. And those who he calls, he equips. And that's what we want to pray about tonight. The equipping and things that are needed for this ministry of of this impartation meeting. So when we talk about equipping and how do we pray? How do we pray over a meeting like this? Well, first of all, we do need to pray for those that are ministering. And not just bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord. How about we follow the Apostle Paul's instruction? 
That's a good thing to follow, isn't it? From the word of God. This is how he said that he wanted the saints, the church at Ephesus to pray for him. Well, if it was good for the apostle Paul that the church pray for him that way, then I think it's good for the church at Hayward that we pray for those ministering to us the same way. So let's begin in verse 18 of Ephesians 6. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let me stop right there. Some people say, how in the world can we pray for all saints? How do, how do we know? We don't know who they are. Well, he gave us that clue. How do we pray for all saints? In the spirit. In the spirit. You get in the spirit, you pray in the Holy Ghost, and he will direct your prayers to the saints at that moment that need the praying. Whether you know them or not. Amen. So don't worry about it. We can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then verse 19. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And then verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. How do we pray for ministers? How do we pray? How do you pray for your pastors? How do we pray for pastors Mark and Janet coming in? We pray that they have utterance. Utterance given by the Holy Spirit. Utterance and unction and boldness. It says here to speak as I ought to speak. I don't want to be in a meeting. I don't want this to happen to our Pastor Mark or to Pastor Mark Brzee. And you can tell that the Spirit of God is giving them something to say and then they just stop. We've been in a few meetings like that with Dad Hagen. He'd be praying in the Holy Ghost, talking back and forth to the Lord. And then he'd say, okay, Lord, I won't share that if you don't want me to. And I'm like, we want you to. And there's been times he would even say, not ready to hear it. Not ready to hear it. That's not going to be said of us here. If God's got a message to deliver to us, we're going to be ready to hear it. We've been preparing the way in the realm of the spirit. We want our ministers to be able to have complete utterance and unction and liberty and boldness to speak. As they ought to speak. And right along those same lines, we pray that the word will have free course. And that it will go forth unhindered in the name of Jesus. That there won't be walls and there won't be barriers and there won't be closed hearts. And they they won't be preaching and it hits the back wall and bounces back and hits them in the face. No, the word has a landing place here and it's in the hearts of the people. Amen. We're praying that as well, that the hearts will be open and that there will be signs following the preaching of the word. And let me give you a couple more scriptures. This one I like in the King James Colossians four, three with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance. To speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also 
in bonds. A door of utterance. And as I was looking at that scripture just as, af, this afternoon, a door of utterance means that the doors of hearts are open. Door of utterance can mean, you know, God opens up a door for somebody to go and minister some, somewhere, but the ministry isn't going to be effective unless the hearts of the people, the doors of people's hearts need to be open, to receive the divine impartation from the word of God and from the spirit of God. Amen. Another scripture here. This one's in the new King James in first Corinthians one, five, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. We're talking about utterance, utterance and unction. And I like how it says here, you were enriched in everything. How? By divine utterance being granted and in all knowledge. What is it saying? Divine utterance brings divine revelation. And it causes the people of God to be enriched. To grow up spiritually. To develop spiritually. Hallelujah. Enriched. Do you want your life to be enriched in everything? Hallelujah. Well, one way that we receive that enrichment is praying for those ministering the word. They have divine utterance. And that the word spoken will bring revelation. And cause us all to grow up into him. Amen. So of course, this is what we're believing for impartation from the word of God and from the spirit of God. So this is what I want to share. We're not going to go very long. We're going to stop here in just a few minutes, but this is what I want to share about what pastor Mark shared this morning, because this is real, real urgent. I believe that we need to pick this up in prayer in conjunction with these impartation meetings. Of course, we're going to be praying for the speakers, but today pastor Mark, and I wrote it down as much as I could, and he can correct me if I didn't get it all right. But he was talking about that. He had a word the other day and he was saw in his spirit really about our church that the ball will be moved forward and that our church has been in a state where we're grinding it out I've never played any sports and so my explanation won't be as good as his but when he was talking about that I wrote it down he said in a game a grinder is when superstars aren't hitting it And they aren't, you know, they're not playing their best. And it's just back and forth in the whole game. And and it looks like they might lose, but they just keep grinding it out. And the subs come in and other people step up and they end up winning. And at the end of the game, someone might be interviewing one of the stars and all the stars. And they'll just say, oh, well, a win is a win. It wasn't pretty, but we won. But you know what? We don't want to stay like that. In the church, we don't want to have three steps forward and four steps backward. We want to make progress. And what pastor said this morning for that to happen, somebody, and I'm going to add everybody needs to step up. Everyone needs to get in the game. 
And first of all, everybody that's a believer needs to get in the game of being a Christian. Finding their gifts and their talents and using them for the glory of God. But this is mostly family tonight. So I'm talking about getting in here at heart of the bay. And another thing that pastor said is we need to advance the ball. We need to make progress. Progress. And so Jane told me during the, after the 9 a.m. service, she looked this definition of advance up. And there's just a couple of them. To move or go forward. To improve or to make progress. That's where we're at, folks. We need to move the ball. We need to go forward. We need to improve. We need to make progress. We need to advance, if you were. As a local body there, we have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And it is not a time for any unused members. I know I'm preaching to the Sunday night choir tonight. But what we're going to do is we're going to pray that people in the congregation that are just sitting will rise up and take their place and get in the game. Hallelujah. And help us advance and make progress. So after pastor shared that, I was looking at some scriptures. And this is the last scripture I'm going to share. It's in the King James Version again. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, Scripture really spoke to me today. Therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. So what spoke to me out of this passage in conjunction to what pastor shared this morning is that we believe we are going to abound in all things at heart of the bay. We are going to abound in faith, in love, in grace. We're going to have an abundance of revelation knowledge flowing in this place. And then I like he added the word and diligence. You're abounding in diligence. Glory be to God. That is a result of utterance coming forth. We had divine utterance this morning. And I believe it's raising people up. It's stirring people up to be diligent. To get in the game. Amen. So pastor said this this morning. It's time to step up. Step in. And step out. And again, you know, I may not necessarily be talking to you folks because a lot of you are already stepping. Thank God. You're stepping, you're serving in your place, and we're thankful for that. But we can pray for other people that they would be stirred in their hearts. The time, the hour in which we are living. It's not a time to be complacent. It's not a time to be lukewarm. It's not a time for Christians to just, well, you know, this is my little life. I get up and go to work and I come home and eat and I go to sleep. And, you know, if it fits in the schedule, I go to church once in a while. Folks, the hour is late. Now is our time. We talked about preparation, preparing the way of the Lord Jesus 
is coming and he has to have a church that will herald his cause. Hallelujah. That will step up. Hallelujah. Step in and step out. So pastor went on to say, how does one step up? Pray up. Sow up. Giving. If you haven't been giving, you haven't been tithing, it's time to start. And to serve up. Hallelujah. So we are believing that there is going to be a tangible anointing in this church, in these meetings. I don't know everything that it's going to look like, but I know this. The anointing destroys the yoke. And if there's any bondages in people's lives that are keeping them from stepping up and stepping in and stepping out, they're going to be broken. If there's any darkness and deception that's holding people back, it's going to be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus.